that it's the faculty, it's the alumni, it's the students, it's the uh, student athletes, everybody that's for us. Guys, let's dive right it's into for it. Us. Uh, no secret that last year was not what you guys came to Michigan for. Two and four, look, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Last year was not a normal year by any stretch, but the record is the record, and that's what the record was. I just try to forget about that. That's, that's not us. Two and four, we can't do that ever again. Use that as motivation. Uh, we addressed it, looked at the errors that we had, and we moved on from it. We got to look at ourselves in the mirror, and we got to grow, and we got to get better. And it's a lot of things we got to get better at. You've had a number of new coaching hires this offseason. Could you talk about what they bring to the program? Almost like a scrimmage. Almost like the you know, scrimmage is going on, ideas are flowing and getting talked through, and uh, you know, it's, a, it's a fun, exciting room. You can tell if there's trust. You haven't beaten Ohio State, you haven't won the Big Ten Championship. Where do you think the program stands right now? Uh, to, to win the beat Ohio, your your uh, your hometown there. Uh, you know, our rival Michigan State. Uh, you know, everybody, that's that's what we want to do, and uh, and we're gonna do it or die trying. Man, it's too hard, man. It shows it shows all hard work. It shows everything we put in from day one, all the long days, long nights, man. I'm telling you, just. Staring at you from afar, 
Analyzing every scar Asking myself how we got here Remember this is who we are I am not here for revenge I do not come to make amends Not here to repent for my sins I just came here to win I just came here to end I just came here to fight Show you everything you said I couldn't be I became overnight This for the blood, this is for the tears This is for my pain and my plight Two walked in, but only one of us is walking out of here tonight I'm a survivor Fighting my life Coming back stronger I will arise I'm a survivor Fighting my life talking about right off the bat the hope that JT Daniels has given this Georgia fan base is going to be interesting to see how this season opens right now this feels like the the litmus test for Georgia in a season where everybody's losing so much that they can really make a mark right off the bat and an appropriate ending for Georgia to punctuate 2021 as a success in the final four games for the Georgia Bulldogs and Kirby Smart Oh, you hurt your walker! 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 
glory, glory to old Georgia. Heroes have graced the field before you. Men with hearts, bodies, and minds of which the entire Bulldog Nation can be justifiably proud. The tradition of unbridled excellence demonstrated by these individuals and many others spans more than a full century. So, Rick, you know, typically when we start these shows, there's all this drama. There's all these possibilities that could happen. And then Michigan had to go and wipe their behind with Iowa last night. I don't feel like there's a whole lot of drama as far as who's in. It's a matter of where are they once they are in. Well, I was gonna say, you know, we, we have got plenty of drama that's going to unfold of us here over the next couple of minutes that, you know, we're going to break down these seedings, the possibilities moving to playoffs. But, brother, those openings giving me chills. Now, I can tell you, been, right? up, been up since 6.30 a.m. Eastern this morning. And this has to be, this is the new Christmas. This is the new defining day across the board in all of sports. You know, this isn't 68 teams this isn't half of the league at 18 teams 16 teams this isn't 14 from the nfl we are down to four four teams that have earned their way into this position to decide the next national champion of college football hey it, you know it's, and it's just not about yesterday with championship saturday it's just not about today with the selection it's about to unfold what makes this so incredible it makes us so intense this started back in august my friend this is an entire season. We continue to hear about expansion and how we need more teams involved. No, this playoff, this journey began back in August weekend, week out. You know, week two here just up the road in Columbus. You know, is this going to be it for the Buckeyes? Is this, are they out of this thing because of a week two loss? They got to play their way back in. 
We're, we're going to have a conversation here about arguably the team that should be number one that was not even ranked in the AP in the preseason to find himself here. And then, of course, we've got uh, some familiar faces and rival foes from the SEC that are set to go. Of course, for those who are unaware, we are watching the show live as it unfolds right before us. Uh, Rick, I don't feel like there's any question who the top four teams are. The top four teams, in my mind, are Michigan, Alabama, Cincinnati, and Georgia. We can argue about the order and the seeding, but it seems pretty clear to me those are the top four teams Notre Dame going to find themselves on the outside. And you know what I like what you talk about? We can argue, we can debate, we can conversate about where these teams are going to fall. I think everyone's pretty much in agreement who's going dancing. But I think that's what's, you know, another level of how incredible this is from, the, you know, the talking heads there with us here at HMG uh, to all, fans of all walks of life. You know, how if you're the hardcore, if you're looking at this from a technical perspective, if you've got a personal interest in something here, I think that's what's is so incredible is we're getting so many takes about how these teams should be falling into these seeds. If it's from personal to you and I had a break, like to break down numbers and look at things logically. Uh, but it's opening great conversation. And I think it's the excitement uh, that, that sports has really been missing. And we're getting that back with college football. I, I feel like the only team that has a case is Notre Dame. Like they're, they're the only ones on the outside of this thing that I see a real case for. Am I wrong in that? I think what, what we really saw these teams solidifying their spots, those front runners yesterday, poor Notre Dame, they are on the outside. Uh, I would even maybe counter that argument to throw it back at you. You've seen Notre Dame lose a coach that has been there for over a decade that has had tremendous success, taking them to two of these playoff appearances. So they wasn't able to get it done there, but just to get there is a feat inside of itself. It shows how hard it is to win a national championship. Uh, he, he takes a job somewhere else when the team is in the conversation, a, a real opportunity that we could have been talking about the new Notre Dame coach having his first game in a semifinal. If you're Notre Dame, and I know we talk about all the, the business of the business, the, all that, all those financials, is this maybe another wake-up call? They've got to get involved somewhere, sitting on the sidelines during this championship week. If Notre Dame would have went out there with that one loss of Cincinnati, and let's say you know was in the ACC, went out there and throttled Wake, or who was Wake against? I can't even remember off the top of my head, but you know, wins that ACC handedly. Are they in this conversation? Oh, they're absolutely in this conversation. It was Pittsburgh on the other side. Pittsburgh, yes. Um, and and I, I feel like Notre Dame gets so many benefits from not being in a conference when it comes to college football. They're they're in the ACC and every other sport. This is also the reason they didn't join the Big Ten years ago when Penn State joined the conference. Um, and it's all because of that NBC deal that Notre Dame gets so much money for. I understand that. This is where it hurts them. If they were a conference champion, I think Notre Dame gets in over Cincinnati. And this isn't, you know, this isn't, I didn't want to come in this. It's the Shield Victory Shield. Yes, I'm obviously, we are excited here around the Queen City, the five. I'm excited for you. Hey, it's, it's the place to be. But hey, Cincinnati, what they've accomplished here, they have absolutely earned this opportunity over any one lost school because what have we, what have we seen here for years? And, and the UC's MO coming this because everyone's got kind of, uh, their distinctive marketing ploy that they're, you know, they're going to engage here to try to get them over. But for UC, they are the renegades that are here to break the system. What have we heard since this, since the college football playoffs been put in? If you're an outside, if you're a power five, what do you need to do? 
You, you're going to have to run that table. You've got to beat a ranked team. You've got to look impressive during the season. The Bearcats have absolutely done that, and it would have been criminal, even if Notre Dame had looked good in a championship game, to take that away from them. Now, I, I, around in Queen City, you know, looking at these circles, you know, people are, well, we, we, what else more can we do? We should, we belong in one of, you know, the top rankings, one or two. I will say, I believe they're going to go with that four. They're sitting solid out of four. This is history. We need to celebrate that. Yeah. I could see a three possibly. I think that's the ceiling for them. Um, I, I think the thing about Cincinnati for me is this could be the last time. This could be the first time. This could be the last time that we see a school like Cincinnati get in. You, you bring up Notre Dame, their coach moving down to LSU. Um, there's a lot of coaching changes that are happening. There's a lot of shuffling going on inside of college football. And Rick, we called this two years ago on HTM Sports. When the NIL, the, the name, image, and likeness bill was introduced and we were going to start paying college players we knew these big name coaches were going to be moving to big name schools, specifically in the South where there's nicer weather. Like this is not a surprise to me, but because of the NIL, because of these coaches moving around, because of the way conferences are going to have to reshuffle, this could be the first last and only time we see a school like Cincinnati in this conversation. And, you know, when you're looking like somebody like Cincinnati, and they've got that move to the Big 12, and, and everyone here is excited about that, and you think they're going to be now in one of those upper echelon conferences. We're already seeing the Big 12 get poached in teams, in personnel, and they're moving off to those those bigger, better destinations for this pay-for-play or the, the likeness yep. licensing that we're seeing. And that's going to sweep across the board. And I think you're really going to see, and you get into the less desirable marketable markets the big 10 could survive inside of that i think the 12 is going to be swallowed up and of course all of these mid-majors are going to fall victim to that and it's and a lot of people just they're not seeing that bigger picture here what you're going to see develop is these super conferences let's talk a little bit about the big 12 because we both assume that they are going to be on the outside looking in uh number nine baylor yesterday 21 number five oklahoma state 16 so that to me if effectively takes the big 12 out of this conversation of course they are a power five conference can you make a case for baylor like does baylor even belong inside of this conversation i think it was just they did they did so much too late right now and it's a it's a it's circumstance when we're lining them up we're looking at these resumes again uc has done everything to earn their way to have this opportunity they played by the rules they broke the system they're in there uh, Michigan with the with the one looking incredible, probably the hottest team in, in the country right now. I know it's a complete Agreed. body of work, but even if I line up those bodies of work with them and, and Baylor, I, I still give that nod to Michigan. And of course, the same case when I look at the two SEC schools. So let's talk about these four. Uh, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Cincinnati. Rick, who would be your number one team? If you were inside this room right now, who is your number one team? But, you know, I, I do want to look before we jump into them individually and where I would set the, the teams into myself personally instead of what I believe they're going with here. And I, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes as well and look at if I was there. So it might be the same case. Uh, but let's look at the roles here. I mean, you, you've got the evil empire at the top, Bama. I mean, everyone's rooting against them, but they use that to fuel themselves as the underdogs, that, that they're being counted out, that no one wants them to be there. And they, a time after time, continue to do that. Georgia in there. 
you know, arguably, you know, we thought throughout the year, this team is the only one that's to separate themselves from the pack. The dogs were running crazy. They were going to have her away with everyone. They can't get that elephant off their back. I mean, that is that is going to be what defines them inside of this playoff. Michigan finally gets that boulder off their back in the Buckeyes. Now they're looking to reestablish that great dynasty there that we've learned for so long from Michigan. As I said about UC, they are the renegades here to break the system. As I look here, I think your options here for your one seed, it comes down to Bama and Michigan, right? Absolutely. So inside of that, let's you know, let's start breaking down. I've said Michigan, arguably the hottest team inside of, of college football right now, but it is about the body of work. What have you done this entire time? Let's put, let's put up the resumes here. Bama, five top 25 wins. And then that includes, at the time, you know, just yesterday, number one, Georgia. Strength of record, they're number one in the country. Strength of schedule, they're number four. In game control, they're number three. Now they did, their one loss was on the road to an unranked. They lost that by three. You, you look at Michigan, only two wins in the top 25, but they came in the last two weeks of the season there. Or three there, so I'm sorry. It was a two or three, it was right in there. Uh, and then you had dominating wins over, yeah, two of them. Dominating wins over OSU and Iowa there. Obviously, yesterday, they just throttled the, the Hawkeyes there. Strength of record, two. Strength of schedule, 21. Game control, their number two. That loss at Michigan State. Michigan State is eight, but it also was a historic loss for them. It was the biggest uh, comeback that they've allowed to suffer a loss. The latest poll is out. I'm not sure if you have seen these numbers as of yet. Alabama, number one in the latest poll even after that whooping that Michigan put on Iowa. And I know, granted, I'm a little bit of an Iowa homer. This is the the AP, correct? The AP poll. Just so people Uh, know who we're referencing. Granted, I am in Iowa. I'm about 45 minutes north of Kinnick Stadium. Uh, And everybody, even here, expected Michigan to throttle Iowa. But... Iowa did have one of the best defenses in the country. You, you can't take that away from them. Their offense was a joke. It was a joke all season long. Everybody knew it, but that defense was legit. It kept them in games. It won them games, and Michigan put up 42 freaking points on them. Hey, let's you know, let's not forget, you know, for Iowa, a two-loss regular season, find themselves in the big in the Big Ten championship. This was a team that was in the top four of the AP during the regular season. They yeah. were up to number two, correct? Yeah, they, they never should have been that high, but yes, they were. But they were flying high, so they had found themselves in that position. So, I mean, you just don't get there by accident. I mean, you're doing something right for the time that you're in that position. See, this was a very good football team. Michigan is just at this point, and they are feeling something so incredible, an energy after getting over that hurdle, that mountain that is Ohio State. I am surprised Alabama received 50 of the 62 first place votes. I mean, what, wow, dude. What, what comes around goes around. I mean, as we talk about, you know, Michigan not even in the AP, but, you know, Alabama right up there at the start of the season. Uh, C- so it's, Cincinnati down to number four, Georgia at number three. And I think that we'll, that's what we're going to see in the reflection here when the committee of 13 releases these pairings. And I, I think that is, is really fair. Uh, now I do, you would ask me before we were kind of debating what are the qualifications? One thing I, I really just, I, I like the human element. I, I like the committee. I like the four teams. I wish they were more detailed and defined in their, the process. Just, 
How are how are you measuring these teams? What's important to you? Are you looking at the strength record? Where how important is the strength of schedule, the game control? Uh, are you, do you put more weight on a big loss or opposed to big wins? Uh, do you look at home field away? Also inside of this, there is because of the human variable, you're going to have those feelings. You're going to have you, and you have business instinct as well. We look at markets. You and I have had great conversations about the weakness of this market here in Southern Ohio. Well, and, and that to me is one of the terrifying things about this process. The committee could put Notre Dame at number four and bump Cincinnati out. And I realize a lot of people would be very upset by that. But when it comes to TV ratings and who people are going to watch on television, and at the end of the day, let's remember, this is a TV show more than anything else. If you could get Alabama versus Notre Dame in the first round rather than Alabama versus Cincinnati, you would make an awful lot of people with an awful lot of money very, very happy. And you also, you look at the other side there, do you gamble and and hope for the all SEC championship or do you want that game in a semi? I think they absolutely, if they're going to put Alabama at one, Georgia goes to three just to avoid that because one plays four, two plays three. And I don't think in anyone's mind, I mean, if you even wanted to twist it, you could not put Georgia at two and move them one slide. You cannot move no. Michigan unless it is forward at this point. Right. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I feel like Michigan is number one or number two, regardless of how you want to look at this thing. Could you make the case that Notre Dame should be number four and your beloved Cincinnati Bearcats should be out? I mean, uh, how again, again, would the we, fans we, just completely be like, this is bullshit. There's no integrity to this committee. We're not watching it. Regardless of how good it might be, we're not going to watch it and protest. Like, could that backfire on the committee? If they would happen in, in some just asinine Number six, Ohio logic, State. In asinine logic going that way. It's just not necessarily that you're going to get the backlash from the Cincinnati nation. You're going to you're going to rally every like you're going to bring Central Florida into this. You're going to bring all those other teams that have been knocking on that door trying for this opportunity. You're going to upset an entire uh, a huge portion of a fan base. So essentially, yeah. you're either giving them the you know the big old middle finger and saying we are moving forward. You really have no place in the future of this. You got to give you got to give you see that opportunity. Number five, Notre Dame. They will be on the outside as well as Ohio State. Had Michigan lost yesterday, I, I can't believe I'd be sitting here making a case for the Ohio State Buckeyes to be in this thing. I, I still think they were out just because they didn't get to that championship game. Even there did Notre Dame. I, but they didn't lose. I mean, but the, it wasn't an option. To me, not even getting there with the option hurts more than not having it. So we now know that our top four is is going to be accurate unless, you know, by some random, you know, crackhead put Baylor in there. Um, so I, I think the top there four is right. Cincinnati at four. Cincinnati I think at four. That is very fair. The only undefeated team, 13 and oh. Now, real quick, before we get to the three here, I do want to make, you know, a great point or a great case where, I think Cincinnati, not even if they don't walk away with that trophy at the end of the thing, if they don't, you know, get past the semifinal, they have an opportunity to really steal the show over the course of these next few weeks. And that's going to fall on the marketing program. 
This is you go, you're going to the Big 12 in a couple of years. You are relatively unknown to all these other markets that we're talking about. You're the small dog and the small fish in this pond here. Your marketing machine has got to get out there. You got cool colors. Uh, you know, WWE fans not going to believe it with the Bear Can't Think, but it's kind of a cool nickname. You, you can put together some cool things. You can sell merchandise. You can get people hip to your program. Well, they'll start rallying around you, people that are looking for a new team nationally to back. And with you on the move to the Big 12, absolutely, this is a time to rally the nation, to get every outlet you can, to hit every PR trail you can, and start that grassroots. I think you also got to get the Big 12 behind you to help back you on this because they should be backing you as a representative right now of the Big 12. You are their chance to come in there to re as they as they evolve that conference. You could stand out for them as well. And if I'm the American, even though you're on the way out, I'm letting them know, hey, coaches, you want to be here. Players, you want to be here because look what UC did, and they did it right here starting with us. Yeah, because American has to be recruiting other schools, right? Otherwise, the entire conference is going to get I think they, they brought a few in here. I don't have those notes in front of me here. But even for coaches, you know, that are up and coming that aren't getting those looks that can springboard. Dogs in at three. Dogs in at three. Not a big surprise there. Georgia falls from number one to number three after getting the snot kicked out of them by Alabama, um, which was a little surprise to me. Um, How do you, if you're Georgia going into this thing, I mean, you're still 12 and one. You still finished the SEC eight and oh. You lost one football game. Now, granted, it's a crushing defeat to the hands of the Alabama Crimson Tide. But if you're Georgia, how do you even feel going into this thing? I'm measuring these four teams. I'm looking at the tail of the tape. I think who's coming in limping is the dogs. They're hurting. Again, you know, you have got all year long, who have we been talking about? This is Georgia's championship to lose. They are the dominant team in this entire college football picture. And who comes and gets them? It wasn't like that they got picked off by someone ranked like Bama did. It wasn't that an, you know another powerhouse at a conference. It was that one, the foe, the elephant. Not a boulder. This is bigger than a boulder. This is an elephant that you can't get off your back. And they and they took care of you on the biggest stage that you played on this season as you're moving in, moving into the, the playoffs here. Now, you if you could have kept them out. All Georgia had to do was win that football game. Alabama's not even part of this conversation. Yeah, and I think that's the different mindset that you've got here between Georgia at the three, Georgia anywhere in this thing, and Michigan. Michigan's already gotten over that mountain. They have beaten the Buckeyes. They have gotten past that major hurdle. Georgia now to win a championship, they still are going to have to go through that, possibly. We're going to see – this is going to be the most interesting here of the debate. Who's going to land at at this number two? I think as we pitched already early, I think they're going to hold the Wolverines there. I, that just seems so disrespectful to the Big Ten Conference. It really does. Because in my mind, everybody talks about how good the SEC is. Top to bottom, I think the Big Ten is still the best conference in college football. Not even top to bottom, yeah. But, I, but if we're talking about, oh, you know, even right now, Man, I, I'd like I'd love to see a Pro Bowl version of those of those two conferences going at it. Well, and I and that's one of my arguments against expanding the playoff, right? Because if you're going to expand to eight teams, twelve teams, sixteen teams, Bama to one, Bama to one. If you're going to extend this playoff, all you're really going to do is have the SEC playing against the Big Ten. I mean, if if you're going to take the 16 best teams in the country, there's no way you're going to convince me 12 of those teams ain't coming from those two conferences. 
Uh, absolutely. And, and it's, you know, and people are like, well, it's going to give more people an opportunity. Really, no, in reality, you can go years back and, and do the math. Look at it. If you go to eight, if you go to six, eight, 16, how, how crazy are you want to get with the 24? You're only going to give one or two of those outside schools an opportunity. You're still going to be dealing with just your actual with your power conferences. And then even further that thing where you hear the argument, well, only conference champs should go on with it. Well, then you're not actually putting the best teams inside of a playoffs situation. And what you've done there is you have completely destroyed your out-of-conference market in those intriguing matchups. Well, and more importantly, you'll see those intriguing matchups. But if I got four out-of-conference games, I'm, I'm Ohio State. I just happen to see a little bit there in the corner next up the street. But why would I care if I lose those? I'm going to go out there and try to make, and play as big money games as I can. I'm going to schedule Alabama. I'm going to, you know, Georgia. We're going to, you know, SEC, Notre Dame for those because you don't care as long as you can win the Big Ten. And you know what that does for those mid-majors that they do schedule for those? They're going to lose all that money. So now, really, by just setting the division or the conference champions, you are taking money away from those majors and those actual small markets. So how big of a kick in the balls does it feel to be the Cincinnati Bearcats right now, knowing that you have to play the Alabama Crimson Tide on December 31st? What do you suppose Vegas opens that spread at? Yeah, I, I think we'll be in double digits. Uh, I, I think ten would be generous. Right I, now, I think it might open at like twenty. I was going to say between that fourteen and seventeen for the open to see where where the people are going to start swaying this thing. Uh, but I, I could see that seventeen to twenty, trying to you know see if people are going to people are going to go in favor of the Bearcats here again. Bearcat Nation should not be upset. You know the limitations that the committee was going to hold against us. Everything that they have laid out, this team has defied the odds. They, they have put together the resume. They are here. History has been made. Now, you know and, what? Rick, I don't gonna... even think, I don't think they need to win this game. I think if Cincinnati can somehow even keep this thing remotely close, that this is a win for Cincinnati and for mid-majors everywhere. I think where they're at right now is a win for mid-majors everywhere. We've broken Agreed. the system. The, the forbidden door has been open. They are inside of it here. They're, they're in the elite gentlemen's club. Now, here's what they got to do. Now, there's a lot of people you look at and say they start kind of slow and they have these moments where they kind of go into a cruise control. That works when you're playing the likes of the American Conference. You know, it worked mm -hmm. yesterday when they, that first half, it surprised you a little bit because it was the first time you really got a good, like, strong look at them. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, against, Cincinnati's against not on national TV a whole lot, you know. To, outside of yesterday, counting yesterday three times this year. Uh, one was Notre Dame. One was a, a Friday at 3.30. And then yesterday, you're going to get it for your championship game because it means so much of where they're at here. Uh, but if they can go out, if the Bearcats can get into that groove and go full throttle to play to the, the absolute of their abilities like we saw against Notre Dame, I think they can absolutely go out there and give Alabama all the run that they want. Hey, this is the ultimate David and Goliath. This is everything against you. See, you have nothing to lose. I am sure that Fickle is going to have this team ready. He's going to take them underground. He's going to get them prepared for this. He's going to let them know about this moment. He's been on the sideline for big games while I was up the road there. They're going to be ready for this thing. They have already made history, and now it's just about going forward. Hey, if you're, let's say it is. Let's say they shocked the world. Eventually, you're going to have to go through one of the other best teams anyway. We're only talking about four, you know? Right. Let's look at the other side of the bracket. 
Um, this matchup should be really, really good. Georgia versus Michigan. Rick, I was pulling for Michigan yesterday. A lot of people don't seem to believe that. But, you know, for me, it's about the Big Ten. If Iowa won that game yesterday, they're not they're not in this conversation. You know, I, like it was a fleeting thought that like, if they win this game, are they in the conversation? No, they're not in the conversation. Kind of like Baylor. So I was pulling for Michigan because I wanted a Big Ten representative here. I feel like this very well could be the national championship game. Al or Georgia versus Michigan. I think these are the two best teams in the country right now. I think they're both better than Alabama, even though I will take Alabama over both of these teams in the national championship, just because of Nick Saban. Um, but as far as a team goes, I definitely think these are the two best teams in the country. And I think this should be a very, very good, probably mid twenties, mid thirties for both teams. I think this thing's probably a field goal difference. At Michigan right now, they are a team on a mission. And they've written this perfect story. Uh, essentially, a, a regs to riches, a, a great dynasty, a program that was dismayed for so long. Harbaugh trying to get over that hump, trying to define his spot once again, you know, outside of a player. Now to find it as a coach inside of the history of this great, of this great, great program. They're full throttle. I think they've got their eye on the prize. I'm more worried now. You know, dogs, they got to regroup. Again, they're they're walk, they're the walking wounded. They're hurt, and they got to make sure that they're paying attention to Michigan and not trying to eye about you know what could potentially happen getting back to to Alabama in the finals. I feel like both these teams have a ton of pressure on them. I, I would say probably who has the who has the most pressure on them, but I, I think I think Georgia to be there. I think right now Michigan has done enough where they're moved forward from where they were just at the beginning of the season, let alone the last couple of years here, they've done enough. It would, it would absolutely be disappointing, heartbreaking for the blue nation, but they've done enough to keep them excited going forward where they can hold things together. I mean, it's crazy to think that, you know, six months ago, people wanted Jim Harbaugh fired, you know? Well, I mean, look, they got, he's got pay cuts, you know, they gave him less money to keep him. He's got to go out. Uh, pretty much just reinvent his staff, bringing in all, you know, going to, you know, a younger crew to try to come up with some new philosophy strategies to get things going. It's really a, a, a tremendous story that we're, it's going to be told here. I think another thing is important, you know, this isn't like these guys are lining up next week, two weeks from now. We've got three weeks, almost over a month. Right. I, a lot can change over the course of three weeks, especially when you're living inside of a global pandemic and, you know, we never know what Omicron might become. Uh, so, but Rick, right now, as we sit here on December 5th, as these announcements are coming in, who are you taking Michigan or Georgia? I actually think it's going to be a close game. It's not going to surprise me. I think Michigan's going to go out there and route them. The team that I'm seeing, if they can maintain that intensity uh, that level of focus, they are clicking on all cylinders. Watching that game against Iowa, like you said, is a very good defense. Uh, that wasn't a bad team that, that just got beat up on. That was just a dominant performance by Michigan. I, I think if I'm Georgia, I'm worried right now. I, I know they're going to regroup. They're, they're going to play better than they did. I think Michigan rolls them. Interesting. I, as well, am going to go with the Wolverines. Big Ten represent. And, of course, then there's the other game, um, I'm going to take Alabama by 35 points. That's my early prediction for this game. And, I'm and gonna, I don't, and I, anything within three touchdowns, I think is a win for Cincinnati. I'm going to go, I don't want to give you the point spread, but I think that we are going to be saying 
at the start of the fourth quarter while Cincinnati came to play. Wow. Wow. Are you are you taking Alabama for I'm the gonna, win? I'm gonna take gonna take Alabama for the win, but I think late into that game, we're gonna be cheering and hoping, holding our breath here in Cincinnati. And I think a lot of the nation is going to take notice and say this team really came to play. This is a program that we need to keep our eye on going forward. We're gonna be excited about. And I hope that coming out of this thing that they can tremendously grow their fan base. So for your national championship. I'm sitting here in red and gray. You might have guessed I am going to roll with the freaking tide. I hate to do it, man. I, I want to see somebody other than Alabama win this damn thing. I just don't see it. In a, in a single game playoff against Nick Saban with that roster, time to prepare. I think Alabama rolls Michigan inside of the national championship. I feel like it's over by halftime. You know what? I'm going to go the exact opposite way. I'm going to go with with the, the big blue. I think the, it's going to come back to the Big Ten here. Even it's the Can you still the live state. in Ohio and predict Michigan I, I to might, win the national I might, championship? I might have to go, uh, you know, I might have to go live in Horsley's basement there for the next couple of months. Hell, I, you know, try to bring out the reality of UC being at a four, ceiling three. I'm surprised I haven't been strung up around here for that kind of, you know, nonsense talk. But <laughs> You're moving I, back I, to Cleveland. I'm going, I'm going with Michigan to win this thing. But I think, you know, what it's really going to be intriguing because, you know, as storytellers, marketing, uh, what we do, man, it is going to be great to see what the, the difference in styles and personalities between Saban and Harbaugh. Oh, yeah. I mean, are there two guys more different inside of the world of college football than those two? I don't know. It, it's you know so different. Wow. And they work together, and we're hoping that they maybe could hook up in a Super Bowl. I mean, it, the differences on the screen to me, like a Belichick and a Brady. Yeah. I mean, you got so. an absolute rock star, and you, you got like, Bruce a, Aarons and Belichick. Yes. I mean, yeah, very, very different personalities. You know who the real winner is here, Huckleberry? The real hey, winner. We do got over here uh, Russell James and Bama has never went back to back in a playoff era. So a little fun stat there. Oh, fair. That's actually a great stat. I like that. I like that. Actually, we'll put that on the screen for people uh, watching along a little bit later on on delay. But I feel like the real winner here, Huckleberry, is me. Because you and I, we got to sit down, do an all-new edition of HTM Sports. It's been a very, very long time, and it's great to sit down and talk a little bit of college football with you. Um, I got nothing else for this show, man. What do you say we wrap this thing up and uh, I can finish my whiskey? Well, I was going to say, I know you were probably sipping on something. What was, uh, what was your flavor today, bud? I am drinking Crown Royal Vanilla today. Really? Hey, you know what? We, the, the HTM boys... We get back together. Great minds think alike. So I, you know what I did too? I poured myself a, a little glass of the crown to toast to the kings of Cincinnati, making history the Bearcats here, baby. I went with the traditional crown royal, a little on the rocks there. You know what? Actually, I think I think I might have to refill for that toast because, you know, I am proud of you, Cincinnati. Um, I, I'm sorry. I can't give you more love on this show. I just, I think that you are going to be outgunned. You are going to be outclassed by the eventual national. I, I think it's. I think it's a fair assessment. We're here at the. We're at the big boy table now. Now it's about preparation. It's about you've already made history. Now what else can you do with this thing? I said yesterday, Notre Dame was the biggest game in this program's history. Yesterday, Houston was the biggest game, and now we know the next step, and is the Crimson Tide. That yeah, it is don't get bigger than that. Game. It doesn't get any bigger net, but it possibly could. It possibly could, but it won't.
It won't. Thank you, everybody, for watching and or listening. Keep up with me across social media platforms at NotJargo. That's the real RBV. You can find us over at the Hameen Media Group, part of channelattitude.com. You can also keep up with me at michaeljargo.com. Huckleberry, anything else that you want to plug before we get out of here today? Hey, I would like to throw that out. Hey, if you enjoyed the little conversation we had here about the college football and you want to do this throughout the bowl season, especially those here in the Cincinnati area, especially for uh, the Bearcats big game, Get a hold of me, social media, at the Real RBV. I'd be glad to set something up to come through this live at your establishment. I know Jargo will be hosting there from Iowa. Hey, we'll bring the road show to you. So, again, you can get a hold of me, Richard Bronson Vickery, across all social media, at the Real RBV. And thanks uh, to the Hamid Media Group for hosting us here today. Absolutely. Thank you for watching and or listening. We will maybe we'll do a national championship preview game. You, you never know. You never know when them HTM boys might write again. We will talk to you soon over at at Mark media channel attitude.com for now. We're off like a prom dress. See ya.